0: Everyone doesn't come back from a tragic accident. It can definitely change you physically, mentally, and emotionally. But my guest proves that miracles still happen. Please join me and Dr. Cornelia Donaldson as we discuss her journey from a very intense recovery to success in the medical field. You don't want to miss this episode, so please stay tuned. Hey everyone, it's MJ. Thank you for joining me once again. I hope you're having a delightful day on today. I am so excited about my special guest. She is a medical doctor and she is affiliated with the Chicago Metropolitan Medical Center, Family Doctor Medical, Cook County Hospitals, and healthcare systems and international mobilizing medical missions. She also works in the ministry as an evangelist and missionary, none other than the Dr. Clemia Donaldson. Hello. Thank you for joining Hello. me today. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. And, ladies and gentlemen, she is also an author of the book From Wheelchair to White Coat, When Life's Obstacles become God's opportunity. And I'm telling you right now, you need to go get that. It's on Amazon. Just go get it right now because after you read this book, and I'm just so amazed that I'm sitting here talking to her right now because once you all hear this testimony of what she went through, you will know that God still works miracles. Praise and God. that is basically what this show is about today, to encourage someone out there. I don't care how bad Um, an accident may have happened in your life, traumatic, tragic, whatever, that God can do anything, and he still works miracles. And Dr. Donaldson proves that by sitting here with me today. So again, thank you for being here. It's
1: my pleasure. Thank you for having me, MJ. Yes,
0: yes. So this journey is so awesome and powerful. Let's start from the beginning. Um, So you were in college. Mm-hmm. Um, getting ready to just conquer the world, that right? That's the plan. <laughs> That's what I thought. So take us to that moment where you were just, I guess, really getting into school mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I know you were excited about it. Um, just tell us a little bit about that.
1: So I was a freshman at Baylor University and it was a dream come true because I would always wanted to attend college there. So when I got the opportunity, I couldn't wait. Like you said, I wanted to take over the world. <laughs> I had big plans for myself and my semester. And um, I had so many ideas and things that I just couldn't wait to do. In fact, I was anxiously awaiting my arrival to campus the day of the car accident that I wow. was involved in. Okay. I was packed, and you couldn't fit anything else in my car because I was ready. So... That was the plan. <laughs> yes, that was your plan.
0: Mm-hmm. But that was it. God had another plan. Yes. And so, you know, you were young mm-hmm. at the time. I was your your life was ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And your life changed
1: instantly.
0: Instantly. Yes. So, why don't you take us to the day
1: where your life changed? Well, It changed in multiple ways. It changed because, like I said, I had my agenda and my plan that I thought I was getting ready to pursue. But it changed in the sense of my perception of life. Mm. Because at the time, I thought I had the rest of my life ahead of me. I felt like I was young and nothing could happen to me. I was immortal. Mm. And I Mm -hmm. found out that I was not. um, Because everything that I had planned or everything that I had hoped for did not happen, so. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: And so you were on your way to school, mm-hmm. correct? That's right. Um, alone by yourself? Yes. Okay, and you were driving your mother's car? That was my mom's car. Your mother's car? <laughs> because my
1: car was too small too
0: for small. all of the clothes <laughs> <laughs> and the, Okay, apparel. <laughs> okay. So, so you were driving, getting ready to just go down this road of success. Yes.
1: And what happened? Well, from my understanding, I can't okay. say from my memory, right? But from what I was able to discover and um, read about, my car was hit by an eighteen-wheeler. I was involved in it, a motor vehicle motor vehicle accident, and um, I wasn't ejected from the car, but the car was so badly damaged that I had to be cut out of the vehicle. Ooh. Mm-hmm.
0: So, do you remember anything? Like, were you talking on the phone with somebody? Were you driving and just all of a sudden this this truck came out of nowhere? Do you remember that part or you
1: just remember waking up? I don't remember anything. I remember waking up, which had been about two or three months later. And, um, actually, I don't even remember three days prior to the accident. Wow. Like, the last memory that I recall um I found out was actually three days before the accident, and that's the last, it felt like I was there that day, and then I woke up one day, but it was actually about a three month span. Wow,
0: Yeah. and so according to the medical records, how bad was the damage that, that um, happened to you from the accident?
1: Okay, so I had to be resuscitated. I was not unconscious, and um, I was not alert. I was not aware, and so I had to be resuscitated, and they determined that I had post-traumatic amnesia, which completely wipes out all of the memory, like I said, pertaining to the accident. And then I had uh, internal bruising. I had a bruised lung. Um, my, My spine had been damaged and shifted. Um, I had all types of bruising to my face and and internal bleeding. Um, It was really bad. In fact, they did not expect me to live. They pronounced me dead um, at the scene of the accident. That's what was in the police report, that I had expired at the scene. Wow.
0: Mm -hmm. And so you said you woke up two to three months later? Right.
1: Wow. Mm -hmm. I was in a coma.
0: What was that moment like when you woke up? did you did you know anybody I know your family was probably around you were right. you like what was that moment like do you remember I remember waking
1: up or at least it felt like I was waking up um, it felt like it's kind of like you know sometimes when you take a nap and you sleep a little bit longer than you thought you should so you okay. finally wake up that's how it felt I was like man I feel like I've, I've slept too long mm. but my brain had actually not been working and functioning properly, um, and, that's, and so I remember wondering what was wrong, because of course I didn't remember the accident, I didn't know the type of injuries I had sustained, so I was thinking why is everybody standing around me like this, I didn't realize I couldn't walk, I didn't wow. realize I didn't remember them, I didn't know anything that had happened, I literally thought I was a freshman in college thinking that I had everything ahead of me, and now I had nothing. so. Wow, that's a
0: monkey wrench in your plan, big, big, isn't it? Big time, it? big time. Yeah. So when you finally came to and realized all of the things that happened to you emotionally, mm-hmm. how did that affect you? Were you like, "Oh my God, school"? Or you know, what 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 was going through your mind at that moment when all you found that. out that, "Oh my God, I've been in an accident. I could have been dead. Look at me now. I can't walk." What what was emotionally? How was that for
1: you? You know, as you were sharing, I went back to the moment, I went back to that place in life, and I remember being so conflicted because I was happy that I was alive, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I was so saddened that my life now had changed. And it almost felt like I didn't know if I wanted to be alive. And of course, that was emotional in itself because nothing that I knew was the same. My friends, my, my daily routine, everything had changed. And I was so dependent on everybody else. I couldn't even get out of the bed without the assistance of someone else. When I was ready to turn over in my bed, I would have to ask for someone to come assist me. So I went from being very independent to now totally dependent. So that was very traumatic in itself. It was hard. It was emotional. It was depressing. And so I recall not knowing how to feel, not knowing what to think. Um, I didn't want to seem ungrateful because I knew I was alive and God had blessed me, but I was so distraught Mm. that this is my reality now. Mm.
0: Well, (laughs) I know many people will probably feel that way being in that kind of condition, Mm -hmm. but you were able to overcome all of that and so let's talk about the recovery. of course, I'm sure you had to go through physical therapy, right. all of those things. Right. But was it a mental thing first that you have to make up in your mind like, okay, this is where I am now. Mm-hmm. I have to get through this. So what, what was your mental state when you finally said, okay, I need to go ahead and, and you know, get, get it, through yeah. this?
1: It was a long process. Mm-hmm. It was a very long recovery process. I actually went through every form of therapy. Um, I can think of, I went through physical therapy, vocational therapy, occupational therapy, um, cognitive therapy, and I, I had something called aqua therapy, mm. um, which they literally, because my I lost a lot of body mass, so they were trying to regain my strength in order so that I could move. Um, so I went to therapy, I think, six days a week, and I would go every day. My dad would take me every morning, and I would be there all day. And so it was a combination of, of emotional draining as well as trying to regain my strength physically because I was so debilitated. Mm. And no one, in fact, in my medical record, it said the prognosis is not good, quote, unquote. And, I rem- and <laughs> after reading that, I thought, well, they weren't very hopeful. Hmm. But it was because my progress. Um, they, I took an IQ test, and they said that I scored so low that it was equivalent to a kindergartner. At the time, it was discouraging, definitely, because yeah. I, I thought the same thing. I mean, I would try to walk, and I couldn't. I would try to comb my hair, and I couldn't. I couldn't do it. And I knew at one point I was able to do this. So I I thought that. I felt just as hopeless as it looked. Wow. So you were
0: going to physical therapy, six days a week, mm-hmm. all of the different therapies. And so you slowly began to see progress, mm-hmm. correct? And I know that was encouraging. I'm sure you had a good support system around you, I your did. family. Thank I'm God. sure that was very helpful to your recovery. Number
1: one, yes. Um, having a good support system. Mm-hmm.
0: And so once you started to make progress in your recovery, um, did did your mind and emotions, did they regain strength as well or did you still struggle with the mental... Where, What I'm trying to say is did you have... Were you like a Job? Oh, you slay me. yet? well, I trust him. Or were you just like, God, why did this happen to me when you were going through the therapy, um, you know, the therapy right. sessions and stuff?
1: Um, I was definitely not Job. Nothing <laughs> close to it. <laughs> I was definitely the second one. Okay. Which was, how could this happen? You know, I was... Miss Teen Houston, this is not supposed to happen to her. Um, how? What? Why? My mentality did not shift until, as you know, in the book there is a chapter that is geared to the process of uh, a spiritual recovery, not mm-hmm. just um, physical. But and up until that point, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't. I was almost in denial. That's why I would try to walk when I knew that I was, I was advised not to. Or I would try to do things that I knew physically I wasn't strong enough to do. Because in my mind, I kept thinking, this cannot happen to me. so. But I believe, and I, I read in your book, that um,
0: the power of prayer is real. And you really, according to the medical records and all of those things, you were supposed to be dead. Absolutely. And I'm sure even being alive, you weren't supposed to be as sharp as you are right now. As, I mean, <laughs> mentally, whatever. God. You're not yeah. supposed to be well. Like, glory I'm looking God. at you, I'm talking <laughs> to you, and I would not have known that you've been in any kind of accident. And that just shows the healing power of God. But your family prayed for you. Yes, to and to be the glory. You know, I want to let somebody know out there that <laughs> – no matter what you're going through, the power of prayer, it still works. I don't yes. care how bad it is, how bad it looks. I don't even care what the naysayers say. Mm-hmm. They could be professional, all of those things. But the power of prayer still works. So do not give up on God. Mm-hmm. You know, have faith, pray, fast. It works. It yes. still works. Yes, <laughs> It still works. And that's proof right there. So you're going through... Your therapy sessions, mm-hmm. you're getting stronger, you're gaining your strength. Yes. But it was so, I guess, it made me smile knowing that you never missed the beat when you were going through all this. Someone else would be discouraged, like, man, I can't do what I wanted to do anymore, right. blah, blah, blah. But God was, like, giving you all these little miracles in between. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. want to talk about that? I'm talking about... Your friend. Yeah. I don't want to give away too much of the book because I want you all to buy the book. It's such a good book. But God was giving you all these little miracles in between while you were going through this recovery process. Yes. So let's talk about the little miracles um, that you received. I know you had certain prayers up before God. Yeah. And he answered all of them.
1: Everyone. To him be the glory. Yes, he did.
0: That's awesome. hmm he answered all of your prayers. And you never, the, the amazing thing about your story is that you never missed a beat. Like you picked right back up where you left off. So when you finally did get through your recovery process, you wanted to go back to school, correct? Right. You didn't, you never gave up on your dream. No this is something you always wanted to do right Right. you always wanted you felt five six you felt that you were called to the Mm -hmm. medical field and all of those things and that's very awesome but God made a way for you to do that so did you want to talk about that a little bit
1: I, I would love to um the miracle in that is all odds seemingly were against me um the workload of medical school, getting into a medical program, and of course the financial obligation for medical school. And everything just did not seem to be working in my favor at the time, but I still had the dream, I still had the hope of wanting to become a physician. And so as, like you said, the journey began, God began to open doors in every way from getting into the program, to being able to handle medical school, you know, having experienced a traumatic brain injury at one point in my life, which I didn't think that I would be able to retain the information. And of course the financial blessing. I was able to attend medical school and I share this testimony everywhere I go and I didn't pay one penny for school. I didn't get a student (laughs) loan. I didn't have to borrow anything. Everything that I ever needed was paid in full. (laughs) Simply God's God's miracle working power. That is so awesome Mm -hmm. in itself. So it's like you never
0: miss the beat. And I really do believe, you know, we talk about a purpose-driven life, and you talk about purpose-driven life in your book. Mm -hmm. What do you think by going through this experience? First of all, what is your perspective on life now, going through that experience? How did you look at life after you went through that?
1: I believe that everything we encounter has a bigger purpose and a bigger plan as to why we had to go through it. You know, at the time, my situation seemed hopeless. It seemed like it's over. Hmm. But now I'm grateful for the process because it made me who I am. And I'm able to share with somebody you can make it and mean it, not just say it because I want to but I know what it feels like to survive something that seems impossible. And I feel like you have to take every day with love and know that, you know, it's a reason why, you, why God purposed it, why God planned it. So um, that would be my lesson learned. Don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. Mm-hmm. Do y'all
0: hear that out there? <laughs> Don't ever, ever give up. And so it's kind of, going into my next question um, somebody may feel like maybe they didn't go through a traumatic car accident or something like that but maybe they went through something that really damaged them Mm -hmm. spiritually, Mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally all of those things what would you suggest to them on how they can recover from something that happened to them that they just really can't get over?
1: Yeah, I would suggest to find the God in the situation not just the good of it because sometimes when things are so bad it's hard to see the good but get an understanding of what it is that God wants you to gain from going through it Mm -hmm. because there's always something that God wants to use to show us in life and we aren't always sensitive enough to, to find out what it is, but it always there's always something. Because of the part of the story that I love, um, the part of the book, the part of the process, whatever you want to say, is at the time of the accident. At, can I share this? Yeah, okay, go ahead. At the moment of impact, I was not saved. Okay. I went to church, grew up in the church, loved the Lord, but I wasn't saved. So had I not been resuscitated or brought back or given another opportunity to give my life to Jesus, I would have died unsaved. And so going through that process was hard. I wouldn't lie to you and tell you it was not one of the hardest challenges in my life. But I'm grateful because it gave me time to give my life to God and to seek God and to understand his word. And through that, I'm saved today. Through that I'm able to share the gospel. So yeah, it was rough. But I thank God for that situation. God is good. Yes, he is. God is so yes he is. Good. Praise God. We thank God for his
0: grace. Praise God. Another thing, going through that, by you being in the medical field, mm-hmm. do you think going through that experience gave you just like a deeper momentum? for being a doctor because you've been a patient. You went through a very traumatic experience. You had to depend on, you know, doctors and nurses and stuff to recover. So being a doctor now, how does that
1: affect you going through that? Um, It definitely drives my passion. Mm. You know, um, when I relate to patients, it's not just from a scientific or medical standpoint. I relate. I empathize with them in the sense of I know exactly how you feel. Not just I, I understand, but I've been there, I've felt it, I've experienced it. So when I share, it's from my experience, not just from my medical knowledge. So it definitely fueled my passion. And you're absolutely right. I had so many wonderful people in such a great support system that it just motivated me to be the same for someone else. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: That is so awesome. I'm serious. Uh, Dr. Donaldson is a survivor of something so traumatic. I mean, she literally should not be sitting here right now. If you all get this book and you see the picture of this car, mm-hmm. you'll be like, no way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No way does she come out of that. No way. I know you think about this often, don't you? I do. You think I about do. it. I mean, <laughs> I'm looking like, how? <laughs> Nobody but God did Nobody that. Nobody but God. Um. So you're recovered. You're doing your thing. Tell us what you let's let's talk about how good God is, <laughs>
1: and tell us what are you doing right now. So I'm in family medicine. I pretty much uh, help treat and treat patients and educate them on how to take care of themselves. I have a passion for preventative health. I work in the ministry. I I try to encourage other students to pursue their dreams of education and anything that they may be faced with. I just love the lord god and serve him and i love
0: people so that's what i do i know you share your testimony in um you know ministries different ministries and stuff like that but do you ever share them with your patients do you ever talk about your experience i do and what is their reaction when you tell them (laughs) like
1: you know that was the reason for the book that was the purpose of the book because i would share my story and i would get such an awe reaction like no way So I said, you know, I'm going to give something that people can read. And it's a very quick read. You know, if you sit down, if you have some time, I want them to know I I experienced that. It happened to me. It's a true story. So that's why my book is to the world to say this is what happened. This is my story. So my patience motivated that.
0: You guys. Please get this book. I am very, Dr. Donaldson, thank you for being here. I am You're so welcome. inspired thank you by your me. your fight, your drive. I know it took, you had to put forth some effort for your recovery. This was not something that just happened. I know God is good, but he put that drive in you to overcome. And I'm very glad that you you share your story, because mm-hmm. I know somebody out there would be very encouraged and very inspired by this. God. So if you guys can do me a favor, share this episode with somebody um, that may be challenging some kind of traumatic experience or somebody who feels hopeless, because there's hope. There there's really is. Always. Despite any kind of accident, mm-hmm. um, incident, whatever. And she encourages to let you know that If you do experience something so traumatic, you can still pursue your dreams. Yes. You don't have to, you know, give up on stuff, keep fighting, keep going. Mm -hmm. So, thank you again for being here. I would, in ending, I want to read this. I thought it was so inspiring. And I need you all to go get this book. It is, again, From Wheelchair to White Coat When Life's Obstacles Become God's Opportunity. The author is Dr. Clemia. Donaldson, And that is available right now on Amazon. So go get that. Also, you can follow us on social media at Change My Life Podcast. And we are on Facebook as well as Instagram. And so my little ending, my little encouragement for you guys today is, I'm going to read this. I saw this. I don't even know who this is by, but I'm going to read it. So it says, it will be challenging, but it will be worth it. You may feel alone in your struggle, but you will help others who are struggling. You will have good days and bad days, but the bad days will get fewer. You may not feel different at first, but when you, when you are done, you will be happier, healthier, stronger, and recovered. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. Thank you,
1: change my life. Change really my life. Appreciate it. <laughs>
0: Thank you all for being here. Thank you for joining me once again. Again, please join the journey. We are on Facebook as well as Instagram at Change My Life Podcast So who knew overcoming a traumatic accident would change, change my, my life? life.